It's Thursday morning, 13 past 10. How are you doing? Good to be here with Steve Vines. Good to see you. Good morning. So I've got to get my Ish. head... Yeah, I've got to get my head around something before we start. Apparently, the Chief Executive's office has paid $600 for a three-month licence for uploading a Duff video of him singing a canto pop track at a party or something. Yeah, um, we don't know about the quality of the singing. Was, well, there we? is that. There, well, there is that. Shall we gloss over that? Yeah, well, one belt, one road. You know, one belt, one road. <laughs> <laughs> to King the shot. But the thing here, I mean, somewhere on Facebook, there's a there's a video of me murdering a clarinet solo with the Ned Kelly's band, and I wouldn't pay 500 rupees for that. Well, apparently, no, apparently, it, I mean, this is this is crisis. Apparently, he's paid the 600 bucks for murdering that song, but there's another track on on the same, on the B side, aforementioned <laughs> um, murderous karaoke session where they can't trace. This is what the chief executive's office, office says, so it must be true. They can't trace the copyright holder. So um, some mischievous people, I believe they're called LegCo members, who are looking at the copyright bill saying, look, you know, you're passing through this legislation and even the chief executive's office can't sort out yeah. who copyright holders are. So how is this actually going to work, chaps? Have you seen this video? No, I've, I've I got a very weak constitution. I don't think I can. Don't, other, don't, don't think I can take that. In other news, William Hung is suing. <laughs> What's going on, Steve? <laughs> well, but it, it, um, while we're on on the visual arts, and I, I don't want to make this into a joke because it really isn't. There's this grotesque thing that seems to be going on with greater and greater frequency on Chinese television, which is these. Um, you, you know, self-confessions or, or perp walks, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Now, the latest one is from this Swedish uh, Peter Dahlin, who, who is accused of um, um, inciting opposition to the government, uh, and he appears on a totally unscripted <coughs> um, video saying that um, he, he, he apologises for offending... The, the people of the China. The people of China, the Chinese people. Well, I think they've got more fish to fry, don't you? <laughs> the idea that a Swedish person would be talking in those terms uh, does strongly suggest, in fact, everybody knows what it is. He's reading off a script. But then you also have, in the case of the disappeared booksellers, one of them, Mr Goy, appearing and making these almost fantastical self-confessions about... How Whilst his was... magic T-shirt changes colour. Well, there's the, the different shots... <laughs> I mean, no. But, but but the point about all of this is, why does the Chinese Communist Party feel it's necessary to do this? This is the interesting question, and it was a question that was asked during the Stalin period because, of course, prior to all the great purges of the Stalin period, it was routine. They didn't have television so much those days, but they did have film. It was routine for the people who were about to be purged, or had been purged, but were about to be put on trial, to come on to to in front of the cameras to make these remorseful concessions which were of course designed to tell the rest of the world that um, you know comrade Stalin was absolutely right in putting them in jail and they were thoroughly awful people and it was interesting they always had to implicate somebody else yeah now if you look at the, the, the ones we've seen recently in the case of Peter Darlin uh, Goy Minhai both of them they, they were busy implicating other people in these um, alleged crimes. So what, what are we actually talking about here? I think what we're talking about here is something grotesque on the one hand, but also it reflects the mentality. Because before it was considered quite sufficient, you put them on trial, 
um, and it's all dealt with very efficiently within a day, and quickly, you know, maximum <laughs> two days on a really long trial. <coughs> and the 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 offending people are hustled off to jail, and you never hear anything of them again. Well, that was all right, but I think the game changer was the Boshi Lai trial, hmm. where Boshi Lai didn't sorry didn't stick to the script when he appeared in court and actually defended himself now this isn't how it's supposed to work so i think they're taking no chances now they're saying well you know if we've got these people we can threaten their families we can threaten them well, the, we we have yeah. no idea whether whether any kind of torture is is underway i mean there's many unknown factors here in fact practically all the factors are unknown because, of course, we don't know, other than one of these booksellers, conclusively where the other four are. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there have been reports in Mingbao that uh, um, the Guangdong security officials have confirmed that Li Bo is there. I mean, the likelihood, obviously, is that he's there, but we don't actually know that for a fact. So <coughs> you've got this great realm of uncertainty and this sinister thing of saying, you know, not only do we want to do away with you but we want to put you up there but that's an age-old tactic it's an age-old tactic of a certain type of dictatorship you remember blokes in orange jumpsuits in fallujah in the mid-2000s on old al jazeera yes on arabic al jazeera yes that's right that's the same mentality it's well, the that, scarlet letter that, the that, shame was, that was that was al-qaeda who, who did that mm. but al-qaeda um if you remember was ransoming those people well in a way do you don't you think these guys are well I mean, you, you, you know, we're, we're in we're in it's a what ter- you pay with. We're in a ter- yes, that's right. We're in a territory here where we're comparing a notorious terrorist organisation with one of the biggest. We're, we're comparing a notorious terrorist organisation with Al Qaeda. <coughs> well, well, no, I was, I was thinking with with, with 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 the People's Republic of China actually, yeah. and you kind of expect higher standards from uh, a member of the Security Council of the United Nations, the biggest country in the world, etc., etc., etc. But the reality is that, that, that not that this situation is improving, but it's actually getting worse. You know, there was all this talk of, oh, well, you know, Xi Jinping. Now, there's a man who suffered during the Cultural Revolution. Not according so, to that book. Well, there's the... Whatever, I'm just saying, this yeah, is what was the uh, story being run. So, you know, he, he, he's really a sort of, he's a liberal-minded reformer. Well, you have to see a bit of evidence of that. I've seen no evidence of that whatsoever. And, of course, what you're seeing with these self-denunciations is a ghastly reminder of exactly what happened during the Cultural Revolution, except it happened on a much more widespread basis, where, where mobs howled in front of people who were held up and were forced to confess to, often to things that they hadn't even vaguely done. But, you know, it was that or be tortured for another three days. You talk about there's a liberal man. Well, there's two ways of dealing when you've been through a situation <coughs> like that. One is to be liberal and forgive and forget, and the other one is to fight fire with fire. Yeah. Do unto others, etc. Yeah. There is that. You know, Well, that's that's right. I mean, people... You can't predict how people will respond to these extreme circumstances. I remember this is many years ago when I used to cover Middle East and things. I interviewed someone who had been um, 
I'm, I, I'm just trying to tell you uh, uh, without, because he, he never gave his name. Anyway, the fact of the matter was he'd been held in prison for a very long time. He'd been tortured very badly. Mm. Um, this was in Egypt, incidentally. And um, uh, I said to him something like, but, but wh why did you say these things? And he just looked at me and said, have you ever been in jail? I said, no. He said, have you ever been tortured? I said, no. He said, well, then you've got no right to ask me. And it did shut me up, I have to say, because we don't know what pressures these people are under. I have no conception, thank God, of the reality of what they're facing. This is the age-old thing about the whole concept of torture. Scholars, professors, everybody the world over says it doesn't work. And then they'll always say, exactly as that guy did, you know, people will say what they're required to say to end the pain. Yeah. And you, how can you blame them? How can Absolutely you make a, a, a yeah. judgment? But then you have to look at the other end of this. <coughs> Do you think that in a free society, in Hong Kong, for all its faults, does remain a free society, when they see these, these grotesque television confessions, do you think a single person here, other than the goons who are paid to think what they're, what they're told to think, do you think any normal person in Hong Kong even vaguely believes any of this? Seemingly not. Does any normal person in Hong Kong seriously believe the letters that Lee Bohr is alleged to have sent to his wife are written freely of his own will, telling people not to raise the case, telling people not to worry about him, telling people that he came to China of his own accord. All of these things are looked at in by most people here and they go, oh, please, give me a break. So the question is, how is all this being received in the mainland itself? Because these are all of this is displayed on CCTV. So the audience, in fact, primarily is within the mainland. Yeah, but we don't know how many of these, these they see on a daily basis. This is just one we know about. Well, all I know, it, that's true, because you've also had um, self-confessions from um, some of these business oh, people yeah. who've been purged for corruption. But I, I, I assume that what is something... It's, it happens in all dictatorships. You have a small band of believers who say, you know, if the party says this is wrong, it's wrong. OK, there's that group of people. Then you have the vast mass of the population whose entire response to this is cynicism. They don't read the party press. They don't believe a word they hear on television. And when somebody pops up and says, I apologise for offending the Chinese people, they go, oh. But it's the entire Chinese people. That's, 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 yes, that's, well, I mean, there are three of them I know who weren't offended. I don't know if, if they're going to be mentioned in dispatches when yeah, he next yeah. appears on television. But I, I think, by and large, people develop this sort of self, how can I put it, blotting out mechanism. So all this stuff occurs, the big lie is repeated and repeated. Mm. And some of it actually is absorbed, but by and large, people go, oh, I don't believe any of that stuff. I mean, the first thing that happened when we saw the video of that fellow was people going on about the inconsistencies in it. It's wholly unsophisticated, and people here aren't stupid. Yes. Thankfully. Yes. And, and I, I, I do believe, and I can't give you any concrete evidence, but it's just because history is fairly consistent on this point, I do believe that the vast majority of people in China don't really believe any of this stuff either. But their view is it's far too much... Sorry, it's far too dangerous to challenge it. So... They just let it sweep over them and they carry on with their business as normal. Yeah, absolutely. Until I, they find themselves in front of a camera. What, what, <coughs> what people here are very good at is their, their sense of sarcasm, their humour, mm. their wicked humour, and 
there are no flies on them. Yeah. I mean, it, the, one, the one thing we talked about before that these people don't like is being laughed at. I mean, David Zweig saying, basically, that this was, uh, I think he used the word inept or something. It's being handled ineptly or something like that. Um, that's the kind of thing that is a real... It's kryptonite, in fact, to these it guys. Is. I mean, um, if they think that... I mean, the, the idea... It's rather negligent of me not to mention this. Of course, the, the main reason why these people are arrested, and particularly the, 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 the Swedish guy was arrested because he was involved in an organisation that supported human rights lawyers, is to discourage other people from doing this. That's but, actually what this is all about. That, 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 that's the thousand-million-year-old <coughs> thinking behind public executions, yes, to, put, exactly. to put off put anybody fear else of God, doing it. Yeah. Fear of God into them, or fear of the whatever. chairman of whoever yeah. it is that week. So, I mean, the question is, does it succeed in doing that? Actually, in that sense, terror does, does work. It does work. But on the other hand, it just builds up the pressure. So what you're doing is you're putting more pressure in the pot and you're skimming off the top people who have been scared off and people will be scared off. And they're actually, they're right to be scared off because it is very scary. Well, we seem to have reached an impasse on this one because either... I mean, people are saying either the chief executive knew about this and he was BSing, or he hadn't got a clue. Either way, it's not a good place not to be. Not good. And, I mean, the, 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 you, you saw, presumably, there's an interesting report in the South China Morning Post today from um, somebody uh, saying that, that they'd gone round and interviewed senior police officers who were appalled at the lax way in which this farcical police... Um, inquiry into the disappearance of the booksellers is being handled. They're yeah. saying it's bringing great shame onto the Hong Kong police force, and I think that must be true, because of course a serious police force would take very seriously the disappearance let, let, of in such a high-profile affair. I mean, what we have been told, and I can sum it up in one word, yeah. of the product of their inquiries is nothing. Right, let's talk about the power of words in press conferences, in press releases. So apparently, the Dems have got to get their heads together on this copyright bill to give us, you, me, everybody else, a feeling of hope. Now, I don't want to talk about copyrights. I want to talk about the disparity in the message and the, and the thing they're talking yeah. about. This is Mr. So, is it? Yes. Saying that, that a feeling of hope. We've got to have a feeling of hope. I, I, I want a feeling of hope. I'd really have a feeling of hope. I really hope, hope Lee Bor comes home. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, boy, you people in the government, if you're so keen on having a feeling of hope, let's talk about the issue that's really, really worrying Hong Kong people. Well, the bridge Why going on suspension, you mean? Uh, <laughs> sorry, it's oh, One Belt, One Road. One Belt, One Road. One Belt, One Road. Um, uh, what is it? Join hands together for One Belt, Act, One Road? Act, Act now. now. Act now. Act now and yes. join hands. Anyway. I'm glad we got rid of that. The use of words does... The it is interesting. They have strong words. They have a strong message. A feeling of hope. On, on, on various things. But when it comes to the issue, worrying people of Hong Kong... The thousand-pound gorilla in it, the room. It, it would be better if we didn't comment on that. Don't preempt investigations. On a human level alone... Well, well, actually, let's be honest here. On a human level alone... Social media is awash with, we so hope this guy, I'm going to say, it, is still alive. Well, that's the, 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 the chilling thought in everybody's mind, that, that it may be opposite. But, I mean, it would really be nice to have one of these weasels, one of them, I'm not, could even be the chief weasel himself, actually saying, you know, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, I'm going up to Beijing, 
I can't get any decent answers out of the Guangdong authorities. That's assuming he's even asked the question. I am going to try and sort this out. Can you imagine what a transformative statement that would be for the people of Hong Kong? The idea that the person who is the leader of Hong Kong actually acts on behalf of people of Hong Kong. Gosh, that's a novel plan. It could be tried. (coughs) I... I don't know it will. In fact, I'm, I do know that it won't. I'm just trying to look for another... another th- there's a thing... Well, there's the, there's, the, there's the other thing which apparently people are, are, are spending... Well, uh, so hold on, Steve. We are doing our best in the bookseller's case, says Lai Tong Kwok. Oh, Lai Tong Kwok. You've done don't media you training before, and what's one of the golden rules you teach these punters about media training? Care and concern. Care yeah, and concern. Yeah. We are doing... Uh, we, that's about us, are doing our... That's once again about us. Yeah. Very best. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's just... It's the way things are presented, but... Well, if anybody on this planet believes that Lai Tong Kwok is doing his best, or, or anybody has any concept about what his best might be, send, send me a postcard, because... This is, I mean, in a, in, a, in a narrowly poor field of poor government ministers, Lai Tong Kwok, as the Secretary for Security, I think shines out as one of the worst. This is interesting. If you're a, if you're a sort of, I don't know, journalism prof, you'd have a field day with this. I'm reading through the report. It's all about us, us. We are doing this, etc. Just one, I really hope he's OK. That, I mean, does, something does, as does, simple as that is not there. It's not there. Well, what a surprise. What a surprise. Uh, what about... If your Secretary for Security saying, my job is to uphold the laws of Hong Kong and I intend to do that by whatever means they need to. What about that? Wouldn't that be a thing you could say if you were the Secretary of Security? Let's go to the middle paragraph of this one. Emily Lau reckons Hong Kong government is doing, quote, precious little to defend people's rights and upholding the one country, two systems principle. Okay, in the construction of a news story, you've you've got to have both sides as much as possible. Am I being unfair because it is a news story and there are some things that just don't belong in a news story, like we hope he's okay. Uh, I don't know. What would you write? No, I mean, I, it, if if you're reporting this, that there's difference between commentary and reporting. If you're reporting this, all you can do is report what these people say. You can't um, you can't put words into their mouth, or and you can't really. It's quite difficult to, as the reporter, point out what they didn't say. But it is quite possible to go to somebody. I was going to say <laughs> it is quite possible to go to somebody else and say, "Did you notice that Light on Quat didn't say this, that, the other?" And you would almost certainly get a quote out of them. I mean, that's how the game works. So, why is it okay to be? Uh, I don't know what the word is. To be cautious when 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 dealing with this sort of thing, and to use really cap- uh, powerful language <coughs> like Hong Kong people need a feeling of hope. Yeah, that's big, I mean we've that's got the same. Right? We've got the same sort of very extreme language being used about the current filibuster that's going on in Legco over the bridge. You know, the bridge to nowhere. That, that, oh yeah, that, gotcha. You keep talking. I'll find uh, it. <laughs> you find the bridge. I'll 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 wrap it on. But you know, you've got you've got Fred Maher, who's now head of the MTR. Um, remember, he resigned from office because of remarkable illness that he's. He's recovered from anyway. Uh, who says? Oh well, you know, it, 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 it's going to be terrible. It's going to cost us squillions of dollars. Oh, and by the way, there will be serious consequences. There will be serious consequences. Seven thousand jobs will be For lost. For who exactly? How? Who? Well, he's saying the construction workers. What he doesn't know, honestly, Fred, read a newspaper, get involved in business. What he doesn't know is there's an extreme shortage of construction workers in Hong Kong. There's other projects gagging 
to take on these blokes who are working on on the bridge to nowhere. So the idea that because they're not working there, they wouldn't be able to find jobs anywhere else is patently dishonest. It's just a whole bunch of horlicks. But, to be fair, it's not quite as big a bunch of horlicks as we've heard from the construction blah 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 association who says oh whoa, whoa if this project doesn't go through right away it will affect the knock-on effect will be about um we've estimated over a million people well why why Just stick a zero in let's let's say seven million there's about 7.4 million people in hong kong in fact i tell you what let's make it around eight yeah eight million people will be affected the, the other thing about Directly. this was the other thing about this was the quote was <coughs> serious consequences and how many times have we had serious consequences for the people of Hong Kong? Now read between the lines on this, and it may be just the way the reporter wrote you it: see, serious consequences for those in Number One, the harbour, or serious consequences for those who've told the bosses in Beijing that we're on it, we're on it, and the bosses saying, "Yeah, where is <laughs> and it?" And the bosses say, "You must be to come where, up with some of these." It? Where is it? So, I mean. There is actually a way that they could get this bill through LegCo tomorrow, even though they've got these enormous cost overruns. What they could say is, I tell you what, the thing that you're very worried about are these cross-border checkpoints and the operation of Chinese security officials on Hong Kong territory. We'll take that out of the plan. Well, that's a no-no. That, 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 that's of course, a- they're not going to do that. But I'm just saying, if they're seriously intent yeah. on pushing this through tomorrow, yeah. that would be the way to do it. Let me ask you a Why question here. That? Now, from what we, from what we gather, <coughs> uh, fellas, maybe not wearing uniforms or whatever, have come in and grabbed somebody and gone back. So do you really think a few train guards on a, on a, on a train from the mainland now is a massive issue? Because that bubble's burst. Well, I think this would be... The, this, is, this is a game-changer because it's a different level of presence of Chinese... Security officials. Yeah, I mean, but it's on paper. Get, it's, it's still it's still it, fellas with badges from the mainland. It, well, it is, but they would be there on Hong Kong territory, where you know, in the basic law, it says very, very clearly. I mean, it's not ambiguous. It just says this will not happen. Yeah. yeah. So you know, people are right to say, you know, stop quoting the basic law at me just when it suits you. Why don't you look at the the annexes and the law itself, which which make it crystal clear this is not the way things are supposed to be working. I tell you what, under there are, one country two systems. There's a handful of things here one that belt, seem road. one belt one road. Uh, there's a handful of things going on here that seem to be creating problems. You've just mentioned one of them. The other is. Uh, mainland tourist numbers are down by X, Y, and Z percent, and we must do this and we must do that. Meanwhile, millions of people on social media are going, don't let the door smack you in the backside on the way out. See ya, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because we I, want I, our actually, town back. It's not you and me's town, yeah. it's their town. But isn't it interesting? One of the reasons cited for the, the downturn in mainland tourism is that Hong well, Kong... Well, we all know what the reason is. Well, well, but one of the reasons cited is that Hong Kong's lost its uniqueness... It's lost its distinctive character. Let's be fair. And I think... It hasn't got, totally. It hasn't totally, but, but you know, I mean, you, you look in the major areas, of the major urban conurbations of Hong Kong, and you, you, which are basically extending shop, extended shopping centres, and if you can tell me what's distinctively Hong Kong about any of them... I'd be very interested to know, because I've failed to spot it. Does it have to be distinctly Hong Kong, or does it have to be distinctly something that the people who were born and bred here can call their own? Both. I think both, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I go to visit a place where where I haven't been before, I'm quite interested 
to know something about their history and their culture. I'm quite interested to see the buildings. I'm quite interested to walk in the parks. I'm quite interested to, to, to eat their food. Now, in Hong Kong, the only thing that really survives is the food culture. And that's true. We, we still do have it's a It's still a hell of a fun Cantonese. place to be, Steve. I think sometimes we have to separate the wheat from the chaff here. You know, well, it's an interesting place to be. I mean, you know, come to Hong Kong, come to Singapore. I can tell you where I go for a holiday. Okay. It wouldn't be Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, I mean, this relentless, relentless sort of, I don't know, barbarism of the government, you know, no building too old not to knock down, no, no distinctively historic reminder of the past too small not to be destroyed. I mean, they're even conducting a war on letterboxes because they bear the royal insignia. Well, that one's gone away, hasn't it? I don't know if it's... Who knows? Who knows? That's, you you know, people said, oh, you know, they'll never appoint Arthur Lee to become... Chairman of the Hong Kong University Council because he's too controversial. I think we it knew didn't that go was away. It just it, it just went into abeyance. Can we just go back to the the railway thing for the time being? I think my point was your, av- your, av- your average the bridge to nowhere, the bridge to nowhere, Belt and Road. <coughs> the, the don't say average, but Hong Kong people on mass seem to be going. Yeah, so what? It's suspended, and your point and, is, and, and Hong Kong people are also kind of getting the message about the railway, which is that these alleged enormous benefits that are going to flow from it are more or less completely nonsense. I mean, we now know that the train will stop at various points. Well, that's the thing. And we now know that it won't be that much faster than the through train. It already exists. Go to Hongham Station and get the through train. Full stop. If if one of our friends overseas said, um, yeah, do you really need that? What you mean? There's already one. (coughs) There's already one. And then they say, why are you building a new one? Yeah. They what? may well say that, yeah. What would you say? You'd say... Um, what, what's your language, Will? That's <laughs> a very good question. That's what I would say. That's the mildest But it response. really reminds of the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. It does, it does. I mean, so what is the real reason they're building it is yeah, well, because, yeah. yet again, C.Y. Lung thinks it's... Well, he didn't actually start the project, to be fair for me. I think it was started under Little Donald, awaiting trial. Um, they They just wanted to build projects that they thought would be... Um, appreciated by the bosses upstairs, regardless of cost. And when I say regardless of cost, we don't know. <laughs> regardless of cost, you know, a billion lost here, twenty billion lost there. I mean, it's these sums of money are so vast that that they cease to have any reality. Well, they're hard to conceptualise, I should say. Yeah, yeah, uh, completely. Well, minusculely related. They're talking about a real upsurge in what's called phishing scams. We're talking about internet crime mm. and. I don't know. All of a sudden, that's gone through the roof, too. I think that's, to be fair, it's not just in Hong Kong. No, no, no. But, well, that's the, that's the thing it's, say, it's saying yeah. here. But there's all these little <coughs> things that people... Um, I don't know, eroding is the word that's used often. It, it, and it's, it's an operative word. I mean, what's interesting about this is, is more and more, and the government in its stupidity just doesn't get it, more and more this alienation is having practical consequences... I think, for example, um, they completely overlooked how the example of Hong Kong had such an impact on the Taiwan election. One of the main calling cards of the opposition DPP, which is now the majority DPP, had to talk to the people of Taiwan about was, if you want to be like Hong Kong, vote for the KMT. It was a very strong calling card. People went, 
Oh, I know what you mean about that. We'll get to Taiwan in just a second. I found the exact phrase I wanted. W.K. Lamb, the ex-co convener, when asked about all of this, bloody blah, 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 he said, the public should not speculate about what happened. Well, why? We're talking and about you're, publishers. You're telling me not to. You're telling me what, <coughs> what to think and what yeah. not to think. But the point is, it's not just him. The public should not. Words are used many, many times. Uh, but this is the last line of defence when you have no defence. You're telling me that I can't think what I want to think. Yeah, it's like Holden Chow being asked on the radio the other day. Do you think? See, it was a candidate in the Northeast Territories by-election, of which there are other candidates, I should add, um, you know, being asked whether C.Y. Lung should be allowed to have a second term. He goes, well, I don't think I can say anything about that because um, he hasn't said whether he's going to run or not. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, so there you go. That's I mean, these, these, are, these are these weaselly answers for people who don't have real answers. <laughs> Everybody else on that panel seemed to manage to produce an answer. We talked about this Actually, loads of times. most of them said no. I oh, know, it's just this thing about... Um, oh, the other one is so and so rejected the notion. Fine, uh, and yeah. Well, anyway, let's talk about Taiwan a little bit. Well, I, I was just saying. I mean, it, this remarkable result for for the the former opposition in Taiwan, the so-called independent supporting DPP, taking both the presidency and the legislature for the first time by six million eight hundred and ninety bloody bloody bloody. Yes, isn't that interesting? It's, doesn't that? Can you imagine nine, being in a newsroom that, that night? Six eight nine figure have a certain resonance to imagine everybody. The, imagine being at Apple Daily that night, all the high fiving going on in the newsroom. I think that was reflected on their front page, <laughs> if I'm not greatly mistaken. Yeah, you can't you can't make this stuff up, can you? Oh, it's outrageous. Six hundred six point eight nine million votes compared to six hundred. Needless to say, you know some of the greatest animators in the world do come from Hong Kong, and boy oh boy, they showed their metal that day yeah. on Facebook. Now, talk well, about this, the singer. This goes back to what you're. You, you, you were talking about earlier, I mean, this great spirit of satire and... Uh, um, it's crucial. Which it does, thankfully, still exist in Hong Kong. But the singer, that's another interesting thing. So, in the minds of the usual people who love dictatorships, this 16-year-old Taiwanese um, singer waves a Taiwan flag... Because she's from Taiwan. Because she's from Taiwan. Right. And she's resolutely denounced... By having hurt the feelings of the people of China. Um, all of them. Blah, 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 all of them. I, I, I've counted and I can tell you all one point, whatever it is, billion have been very offended. And so she's forced into this completely spurious apology on CCTV. And people watching it in Taiwan thought, you know what? I'm certainly not voting for any party that, that supports closer So you reckon it turned it? I think it, well, I don't know whether it turned it, but I think it was influential in bolstering the vote for the DPP. And apparently, because this was um, the original offence occurred on Korean television, it had a quite a big impact in South Korea as well. Where people, you know, I don't think people in South Korea feel very strongly about They've China. They've got their own problems. But they, they have their own problems, but, but apparently they, it, it, it led to this great upsurge of anti-Chinese feeling in Korea as well. So well done, boys. Great result. You've got your apology and you've got your backlash. Well, this is something... Did, that, you, did you understand yeah. why you've got the backlash? This is something that we know is a tactic and that that tactic is... Remember the white paper? <coughs> it came at a time that couldn't have been worse for people kicking up about it in Hong Kong. But the attitude is like, we want you to know this, we don't care what else is happening, here's the information, here's the white paper, here's our telling off. See, that's, that's, that's nothing to do with consequences. Of, I think there's two, two levels at which this works. One is that... 
people who are supposed to be uh, how can I put it who are supposed to be conveying intelligence about what's going on in Hong Kong mm. what's going on in Taiwan don't dare to tell the bosses things that they don't want to hear mm. so they have very poor quality of information but secondly they just believe they're right yeah you know we want to issue a white paper telling you you're going to that's do what this, i mean it's regardless other. of what may happen well, somewhere else because we're right because and the party has decided it's right and we've seen it so a lot. what's the problem yeah and let's not forget this girl 16 as well that's like a big deal yeah but you know she she was excited about the election she wanted to affirm that she came from taiwan good luck to her yeah cheers steve we'll do it all again next week 